Hello and welcome to Romance Isn't Dead, episode 16, A Dream Man in a Nightmare. How are we doing today, Ray? Uh, well, we have grey skies. I think winter has decided to return and I am absolutely shattered. <laughs> oh no, the big trips been a busy too week. much. Yeah, I understand. Well, it was it was pretty cars though. Uh, that's nice. That's nice. I like looking yeah. at cars too. There's yeah, I like most gorgeous, cars. most gorgeous McLarens. Oh my god, they were stunning. And a Ferrari La Ferrari, which is mm. worth like two point three million. And pounds or um, dollars? Pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't think that was even the most expensive. Some Aston Martins, and my my favourite car is the Lamborghini. Mm. It was a Lamborghini Aventador that had been completely kitted out with leather interiors, and I just stuck my head through. Just my, stuck my head in the slightly open window and stood there for about five minutes, smelling because it smelled so good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't doing any new, anything nearly so posh this week. Um, we had, I mean, I'm a professor, so we had graduation and things like that. And then we had, um, I had a, um, a work week basically where I was in my office most of the week. So, and then I went on a field trip with first graders to pick strawberries. <laughs> yes. Hey, the s strawberries are a really good outcome. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I came home with the a gallon of strawberries and is so, it going to be ice cream or strawberries and cream or jam uh it's not going to be i don't think any of those things uh we my daughter brought home like a little a little pint right or a little oh, maybe it was a quart of strawberries and a clamshell and so we used that for strawberry shortcake and then i topped all of mine and i froze about two-thirds of them and then the other bag has been used to just eat strawberries with fruit dip so that's kind of where we are and I think those last few bags maybe I might make a strawberry cake or something if I'm feeling really froggy but <laughs> strawberries <laughs> on cheese strawberries on cheesecake that would require or... me to make a cheesecake although I guess I could go buy a cheesecake and then just you make could a... yeah see so you could go and buy a cheesecake yeah. or strawberries with ice cream and chocolate sauce we did get ice cream at the store so they could easily go with that as well and then they again, yesterday we had a horse show which sounds way more posh than it actually is <laughs> so. yeah but you, you make it sound like a, a car show is seriously posh granted the car's on the floor were worth millions or in exactly. a lot of cases. I also saw Tony Stark's Audi e-tron. Um, nice. Yeah, did a little bit of a tour of the non-existent engine because, of course, it's an electric car. Um, uh -huh. And um, saw a few interviews with a, one of my colleague pointed out, oh, there's a celebrity from this TV show called Made in Chelsea. And it's like, how do you recognize this person? And he said, oh, my girlfriend watches. <laughs> I don't, well, actually, I think that's what he said. It was something along those lines. And he then sent me a message really late that night saying, see, I knew he was somebody from that show. Wow. <laughs> I don't watch TV, so I couldn't judge. But, um, and then we saw a stunt show done in Ford Mustang, a C-Max, which is like a... I know what a C-Max is. Yeah, nice SUV. Well, nice SUV. And a Ford Focus. 
I, I'm going to say this, and this is going to just tell you how dreadfully pedestrian I really am. If I had to pick any sports car mm-hmm. for it would me be to own, it would be in my Ford Mustang. I yeah, am, see. I am a Mustang Sally all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah, I see, used I, to have one. I used to have one. Now I have mom cars. But I mean, I this, love Ford Mustangs. Always. Oh, and a D- also saw a DBS, oh, an God. Aston Martin, uh, an Aston Martin DBS. Oh my God, that was beautiful. But we're not here to talk about cars, even if I am having a love affair with them at the moment. Um, I, I did send a message out earlier this week saying, um, I found my new boyfriend. It was the um, 720S, I believe, <laughs> McLaren. Mm-hmm. That's my new boyfriend. Um, he's worth a lot more money than me, and I'm quite happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, moving on, the book that I saw that's coming out soon that I'm very excited about, and it's coming out in the next couple of weeks, is uh, the next book in Nalini Singh's Psy Changeling Trinity series. And I think there are just going to be three of them, and it's the third, and it's called Wolf Rain, and it's coming out on June 4th, which is just after my birthday. So happy birthday to me. Yeah, have you read any of the other ones in the Trinity? So, well, the other two. I read Silver Silence. And I enjoyed that. It was about Silver Marquant, um, Caleb Krychek's assistant, and her um, mate, I guess is what you the word you would use. And he's a bear, a Russian bear. Okay. And then the, <laughs> the second one, I actually was the one I couldn't get through. Oh, I remember you telling me about this yeah. is the one, the only one you you said, the only one in her series that you couldn't finish. Mm. And I could finish it if I wanted to, like, gut it out. I just couldn't bring myself to care about them very much. So I didn't worry about it. And I'm hoping that I don't have that same response because I kind of think maybe I'm being fake speciesist. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Speciesist. Because so you don't like, was he a bear as well? No, no. She was, um, it was unidentified. She was some sort of water changeling. And I never, I didn't know what she was. Um, and he is a human. And he oh, so lives. She a, so she was a fish. Yeah, she was some sort of fish. And, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe a sea lion. I don't know. But because I, I, I didn't get that far to know exactly what she was. And he was a human. But it, it it occurs to me, and I didn't think about this when I was reading the book, the first half of the book. I mean, I am halfway into this book and still didn't know what she, exactly she was. And um, it does it, uh, maybe she was some kind of um, oyster or something. I don't know. She was a cook. In, like, her human life, so I don't know. And, and he, he though, the point so I'm trying she, to get to. So was she a cannibal? I don't think so. But but he lives in Venice, and in her world, Venice has sunk. If you were, I don't know if you've gotten that far or knew that. No. But Venice, in her series, Venice has sunk. It's actually underwater. And so they've, they've basically built this biodome around most of the buildings and so I guess that would be convenient in that if she wanted to if she wanted to transform into her fish self she could just Mm -hmm. swim around in front of his office I guess 
I don't know. A flirt. I I guess. I, again, I just, maybe it was just that whole waterborne changeling thing just wasn't my jam. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Look, can you imagine? She was an eel. I, I don't know what to tell you. I get the, I think I got the feeling that she was something bigger, like a great white or something. Or, I don't know. Like whale? Yeah. A, a whale, a great white. I don't know. I, I just, I, Deadly orca, and I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I can understand if if I I think no, that just doesn't appeal to me on any level because I'd immediately be thinking of the questions that came up when I first watched the movie Splash as an adult. Fair enough, fair enough. I and and Wolf Rain, I'm guessing he's a wolf. And or so, she is. Or she is. I think. I think it's a he, but I think in this book it's a he. But that's the book I'm looking forward to, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that it brings me back to the Psy Changeling series. The next book in her Guild Hunter series, Archangel's War, maybe or Prophecy, something like that. It's it's not coming out till September, so September or October. So she has this schedule where the the Psy Changeling comes out in the spring, early summer, June, and then. Her other books come out in September, October. So, oh, so she's got a she's got a kind of Marvel movie series, uh, she, Marvel movie schedule almost. She does, but it's two different series, I think, which is helpful. So she's not constantly writing just the one, and that breaks it up a bit. And and then she's also got the other, um, the other uh, contemporary, which is the Rock Hard, and so she wrote that for a while, and then she's kind of branched off with some folks from those those books so she's got a contemporary series going as well yeah so she's a busy woman she is indeed she is indeed so here's here is the question uh is there any book out there that you read that you are are looking forward to reading that you've noticed or no I have to be honest, I have been so busy the last couple of weeks that I haven't actually looked at new releases. I've still mm-hmm. got a couple of books on my TBR list mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I haven't even picked up yet. Okay. Um, because, of course, we read Jill Mansell only in the year and I've got her release from this year. She only ha- comes out with one a year and I've got her release from this year to read, which mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to. But I'm going to wait till our well actually we've got a bank holiday weekend coming up at the end of this month so that might be my read for then and also I want to read the new Jenny Colgan she reads it she writes again chick lit she's a British author most of her books are based down in Kevin and uh, Devon and Cornwall Kevin and Dornwall mm-hmm. as an interesting location and um she's had a couple out already and she she comes out with a couple a year so I'm going to pick up one of hers I think that she's got a sequel to a book that I read last year out she writes far more sequences Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they're all contemporary they're all chick lit and they're all based in the UK Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's helpful when things are familiar to you I think sometimes yeah sometimes sometimes it's just like coming home to an old friend and I know a lot of books are not set in South Carolina but it's always fun when they are. Which you have silly. a you had a favorite author that wrote a lot down here, didn't you? Your 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. I'm too keyed in on other things. <laughs> okay. So are we ready to move on then to our book? We are indeed. Okay. So the book we read for this week was Linda Howard's Dream Man from 1994. And I have to apologize. When I picked this book, I had completely forgotten. And I actually said on the podcast, okay, so there's a murder in this book, but it's, there's not a rape. And there is. And I am That's so simple. sorry. I am so, so sorry. I just remembered that he was a hacker, like a slasher. And that was what I recalled. And, oh, my gosh, I felt so horrible Yeah, I, I got, got to that I first got, scene. I got so many messages of, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I said, it's, it's a book you'd read years ago. It's one of these things you you remember the relationship, you remember the main characters, and you remember aspects of things. It's kind of like I didn't remember anything about the yeah. horrific scenes that were in the book that I suggested. Yeah. So, okay. so all right, I'm going to read the back of it and then kind of give everybody a thing. Okay. Um, Marley Keene was trying to lead a quiet, ordinary life. She thought the knowing, the clairvoyance that allowed her to witness crimes as they happened, had been destroyed in the nightmare of her past. Then one night it returned with a vengeance and she desperately needed to find someone to make it stop. Detective Dane Hollister of the Orlando Police Department had never met anyone like Marley. He had doubts about her clairvoyance, but there was no doubt about how much he desired her. Her soft, sweet scent set his blood afire, and he wanted to wrap her in his arms and chase the sadness from her eyes. To Marley, Dane was all heat and hard muscle, and he made her body come alive as it never had before. But not even she could foresee where their passion would lead, a hungry quest for the elusive, dreamy ecstasies of love, and a dangerous journey into the twisted mind of a madman who would threaten their happiness and their lives. So, um, that is actually, that's a lot of information on the back cover of a book, right? Oh yeah, very, but, very much so. And it actually does a fairly good and for very fairly good job of, of describing what happens in the book. Marley Keene is a psychic. She has been for her entire life, but she was uh, traumatized by this terrible, terrible event earlier in her history, and it killed her sixth sense, if you will. And uh, she lived in Colorado and then moved to Florida because it's so far away. And then one night as she's coming home, from the movies, she gets hit with this sudden, sudden event that's happening, and it's a man who is actively murdering a woman, and she sees it through his eyes, like she is this helpless hijacker, helpless hitchhiker, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and And it wipes her out, and she finally gets home, and then when the police find the, the body, and it gets put on the news. She goes to them and she says, okay, I've seen this. And that's how she meets Detective Hollister. And he is sort of old school cop and doesn't believe her. I mean, and what I, I don't know that I would believe her. Right? It's just so crazy anyway. And so she then sees another murder through this man's eyes. And that's what sort of leads Detective Hollister to basically sort of move himself in with her. And, um, things happen I believe there's another one and then and then the man finds out about her yeah but and... that's only because of machinations behind yes. the scenes yes. that are actually perpetrated by Detective Hollister and he doesn't really mean 
he does not mean to give her away that way though he's not trying to put her as the he doesn't want to make her the um he doesn't want her to be a victim of the guy he's not trying to get her killed is what i'm saying no he's not trying to get her killed but at the same time he's using her almost as bait yeah and um but he does in the end save her life because he leaves her gun his gun with her something he that the book makes a point to say he never he's never without it and so he saves her life in that way all right so there is a happily ever after because this is linda howard and this book as i said earlier came out in 1994 uh i think i probably read it in the late 90s Mm, and possibly and ray you said that this book you would call this book a crime romance i'd say it's crime thriller because the focus of it isn't so much their relationship because Mm. their relationship you have to be honest within a week of meeting he has insinuated himself in her home Mm -hmm. and before that he's almost stalking her which is a little bit creepy Mm-hmm. Which, he defin- which he acknowledges which yeah. he acknowledges he's yeah. the de- he's the definitive 1990s alpha male as mm-hmm. interpreted by a lot of romantic literature but the focus of it isn't so much the romance it's solving the crime mm-hmm. um, and that's how they're together which is what and if it were a for me personally if it were a normal a romance with a thriller on the side as it were it wouldn't the murders wouldn't be quite so important brutal yeah they wouldn't be quite so important they also wouldn't be quite so brutal okay so let me say this <laughs> i mean I those read... are horrific crimes against yeah. women and and it, it becomes clear why like this guy is is definitely a psychopath um you see, I wouldn't say he was insane either because he's calculating yeah no, i mean I'm saying they, he's... the last the last murder that yeah. he does yeah is calculated and very, very well planned. Well, they're all but they're very the well planned. Weirdest reason. Well, yeah. Basically, these women have annoyed him. Like yeah. they've been rude in the customer service department. So it, may, it might make you think about six thousand times about when you go to customer service to return something in a store, being rude to the person you're returning it to. I'm not going to lie to you. I I make a point not to be rude to to customer service people and i don't know if it's because i read dream man in the 1990s or if i've been there and i don't like yeah i've been there yeah i've been there and i I know it's not their fault so i think it's a combination of these things like i don't want to piss somebody off to the point where they want to kill me right so um but let's be honest the the carol janes who is the the villain of this piece he he's just looking for a reason yeah, I'd have been pissed if somebody had named me Carol, to be fair. Uh, and that might have been part of the problem. He was named Carol. Um, he wasn't that was the named reason, Carol. Wasn't that the reason they actually eliminated him from their original yes. suspect list? Because he had a woman's name and they thought he was a woman. Right. And see, that wouldn't have been something that would have happened today. No. And it's really kind of funny, like the old tech, you know, they had to get to a telephone to call somebody and they, he had, Detective Hollister had a beeper. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it was very up to the moment in 1994. But going back to what I was going to say before, I class this as a romance first. And I think part of the reason I classed it as a romance first was because I had read a lot of Linda Howard. So when I went into Linda, this Linda Howard book. Yeah. 
it just was for me it was just another Linda Howard and her her books were romance first so I think this is a case for me of expectation bias so I totally see where you're coming from but that's be- it in the 90s I read quite a lot of Linda Howard because she was a Mills and Boone author okay see I didn't read a lot of her Mills and Boone I read a couple of her Mills and Boone and then I read I read a lot of her other stuff like I read um, After the Night and I read some of the Twilight or the Dawn something like that See, I read a bunch of her stuff that I really liked and reading this book this time I don't think it aged well for me. Like I found it a little cringy. Yeah, I I this was Sorry. the first time I'd read it and I found as a male character I didn't like him. He wasn't someone. I mean, maybe in the 90s because when this came out I'd have been 20. If I'd read it back then, maybe I'd have had I'd have had slightly less allu- crushed illusions mm-hmm. and found it quite attractive that he was hugely overprotective, very domineering, a classic original alpha male. I'd have found that those qualities quite attractive back then. But now looking at it, the the fact that he moved into her home and he wouldn't take no for an answer when she told him to go. And he was so it was if this is all for your own good kind of thing. He wasn't Mm -hmm. listening to her. That would piss me off now. Okay, see, here's my thing that. okay, in my head. Alpha males. In romance novel work just fine. Alpha males in person make me crazy, right? <laughs> um, yeah, the alpha males in person would make me absolutely insane, and I would just, just stop it, right? But as as a hero, that doesn't necessarily bother me. I think I'm trying to think how, what exactly. I think my tolerance for the violence in this book has gone way down. That was the thing that really got me when I realized that I wanted to take it back. I want to be like, no, I don't want to read this book anymore. You did actually say that to me. And, (laughs) but I couldn't take it back at that point. I was like, so part (laughs) of me now wants to just read books that I've never read before. So that if it's in there, I can say, you know what? it's in here and and I can either stop reading or I can say at least I didn't know but I had I had seriously blocked out and this was really one of my favorites but I had really blocked out the the level of violence in this book so I'm sorry I'm really sorry the the thing that I think it was all of the violence was against women and it was the fact I think for me the character almost he wanted to say certain things to these women and he determined that what he was doing to them was punishment for their behavior against him in his role as a customer service person Mm -hmm. and he got annoyed when somebody apologized to him mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that meant he couldn't punish her right but but in his and i'm reading i read this this morning so i'm incredibly fresh on it what but he did get annoyed but 
that was his way of like controlling himself, right? That no, no, she recognizes she was wrong. She doesn't deserve, I can't punish her now, right? That was his way of controlling himself. I don't like it. I, by the way, I just, and I'm not defending yeah. the psychopath. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but that was Linda Howard's way of demonstrating that he, he did like, have some his, layers of control. His, yeah, his level of control was there. That he he was in control of himself, and he deserved the punishment that he ultimately got. And I did like that Marley is the one in the end who saves herself. Mm. She needed to be because I think had I mean Dame realized that she was in danger and rushed back to the rescue, but she didn't need his help, right? Because she'd done it herself, right? However, I'm quite frustrated that she actually finished, as it were. Okay. Instead of, he, he didn't get a deserving punishment from the system. Right. I think, so in other words, you would have preferred him to have been arrested, put on trial, put in jail. Yeah. It was just too fast. I think the argument... I think the whole book was very, very fast because it took what mm. it was over the span of maybe five weeks from five the first week, murder five, six to weeks, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, and safe sex wasn't an issue in this book either. No, I was it noticing was, it was that kind too. of. It was kind of forgotten occasionally. It was mentioned that it was forgotten, but it was occasionally forgotten. Right. Yeah, and I've noticed that. See, here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that in older books, obviously, safe sex isn't like a thing. Like in, in historicals. When I say older, no, I mean, in it, historicals, it's not a thing. And then I've you've read, gotten into I've the 80s. You've gotten into I've the read a, Yeah. I've read a couple, though, where they've used sheepskin. And they've yeah. mentioned it in the books. I think there were a couple of them. Um, I want to say Amanda Quicks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And so then... But typically, it's not a thing in historicals, right? Let's just say typically, it's not a thing in historicals. And then you get into the 80s with the safe sex movement and all that stuff, and they shifted, and you started seeing more safe sex. And then for whatever reason, in the 90s, you they, they moved away from it, and now they're kind of going back to it. So it's kind of hit or miss in terms of, with a romance novel, what are they going to do? You know? I just Yeah, well, that's the thing with this one. There was the determined mentions of him using protection and then it was like except for the first time when it was a real they were desperate for each other and the last time after he told her that they were going to get married told her um they were going to get married and then it's not an issue again all of a sudden because of course every woman wants to get pregnant before she gets married yes <laughs> and there's silence from the married woman over there <laughs> well you know i've had about 50 children so no, i'm kidding i haven't had 50 children but there are days there are days when it feels like i have 50 children i mean i got married and he had two kids from his first marriage so i that was instant mom and then I had my first one fairly quickly after that. And I mean, like, fairly quickly, like, married in June, pregnant by Labor Day kind of thing. And Labor Day, for anyone not in the United States, is the first weekend in July, or in uh, September. So, that was when I got a positive pregnancy test. So, 
Me getting pregnant, not hard. <laughs> not hard. So a lot of times when I read these and they're not using, I'm like, she's going to get pregnant. Because for, in my experience, that's how it happens. You have, a, you have, you glance at someone without a condom on and you get pregnant. That's my experience, right? <laughs> but maybe Marley's <laughs> isn't the same. Maybe Marley's. Yeah, but then you read the, then you read the epilogue. <laughs> I skipped the epilogue this time. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you read the epilogue and they've just got married and she's he's suffering from morning sickness. And then it oh, skips right. ahead to the birth where he's that's getting right. labor pains. That's good, though. He deserves it. He deserves it. So it, in a way, there are certain elements of this book which followed a very... If you eliminate all the crime and everything, mm-hmm. it followed the traditional path of a Mills and Boone book. Probably true. Yeah, I could buy that. Hero See, I, don't, I don't. I don't read. Hero rescues heroin. Heroin gets pregnant and has baby. Da da. A Mills and Boone. Right. See, I don't. I haven't read Mills and Boone in a very long time, or you know, Small Heart Opens or whatever. And so I, I, didn't, I hadn't thought about that. But it's that is true. When you get rid of the extra stuff, when you strip it all away. Yeah, it's even the way that the character relationships are developed. He has a best friend. She's a loner. um, Mm -hmm. And his best friend is super wealthy. Mm -hmm. And his, I mean, he has a love story of his own with um, another police officer called Grace. Mm -hmm. And their relationship seems to develop at a similar rate of knots. Mm -hmm. Because no sooner has he mentioned, oh, I'm seeing her, than they're engaged and they've set a wedding date. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Okay, as secondary characters, fine, whatever, right? But yeah. that doesn't matter quite as much. But the other thing is we don't actually see that relationship. Like, we don't know how long they had been dating prior. And, and Trammell had kept that very, very quiet, right? And they had known each other for a long time. So, I, I don't know. That doesn't really bother. And, and I am willing to suspend disbelief a lot for a romance novel i really am yeah who isn't but the other thing about this book and i think the reason in the end that i actually liked it i did like these characters i understand that you didn't like dane i get that and this time i didn't like dane as well as i did before like in 1995 or (laughs) seven or whenever i read it right yeah um i didn't like i don't like dane as well now but I did like Dane. The difference between this and Frontier Woman is I never liked Creed. Creed and Cricket. Either of them. I didn't like anything about them. So, so. Yeah, I think there are certain elements of him. Had you removed the creepy aspects that I felt from him, there were certain things that he said that I felt were quite dismissive. Him referring to her as babe felt far too familiar when he didn't know her. And I think somebody, if somebody moved into my home, (sighs) turned up on my doorstep with a bunch of boxes, I wouldn't open the door to them. Right. And then she forgives him far too quickly for the putting her in even though it's indirectly putting her in danger he she still just forgives him right and that that felt uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's 
I don't actually I don't know why it is at all I just find that there were certain elements of their relationship it was built under fire Mm -hmm. and things like that don't always last they didn't give each other time after events because obviously because it is a romance novel they didn't give each other time after events to get to know if they actually were compatible as anything other than um bed buddies well let me say this too it it made it clear that marley's previous relationships had been had been either non-existent or very distant because she couldn't be around people and like she couldn't touch other people because of the noise and dane for her represented safe harbor yeah and because she could like he he was like this brick wall that she couldn't like her psychic stuff couldn't get to him kind of thing and she but apparently her pain could yeah <laughs> See, that's um, the at the end but but i, I just I, in the end i felt like they were fairly like he he provided he, if they were a puzzle piece, I could see how they fit together. If they were two puzzle pieces, I could see how they fit together. And I will say this. I met my husband in early July of 2005. And he and I did not start dating until, and I didn't see him very often because he, he was in the military and he, had and, and we didn't meet as like a date. It was just like, oh, this is my buddy, so-and-so kind of thing. And then he and I went on our first date, I'd say late October. Right, I knew I was going to marry him. I, I knew I was going to marry him within a couple weeks. So, now we didn't get married immediately. We did not. I mean, it was like a year and a half later when we got married and, and the whole... But I knew I was going to marry him. It took like 12 hour conversation to know that I was going to marry him. So I, I, I <laughs> for me, it's, I think it's all down to personal yeah. experience and things like that. And I'm coming at it from the angle of I know what I wouldn't like now. And I'm saying that as a single woman. Right. I know I, I wouldn't like somebody to come in and tell me how to live my life, how to do things, and just invade my space. He's and she's little... been living alone for six years, so mm. even six years is quite a long time to live alone. And you adjust, you not, I wouldn't say adjust, but you grow used to the way things are. You have your own routine. Mm-hmm. So somebody, and he even sleeps in her bed when he comes over that first night because she phoned him and said that she was seeing something. Mm-hmm. And he came over and instead of, he saw the couch and it was immediately dismissive. I'm a six foot guy and I'm not sleeping on a five foot couch. And he goes and sleeps in her bed when she's unconscious. Mm-hmm. That, let's, let's, note for the, let's note for the listeners that he, he doesn't do anything when he, no, he just he sleeps. He doesn't do anything. He but even sleeps. so, that's still creepy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to bother her when she realizes it. She's like, hmm, he slept with me. Okay. It's kind of how she responds, right? Yeah, I know. But is that how you'd respond if someone came and slept in your bed when you were unconscious? Well, not now. No. 
<laughs> exactly it's what I mean it's how I wouldn't I don't think that if somebody came over and I'd, be, I'd been ill or whatever else and they had a choice of granted my couch is six foot long but they had a choice of my couch or my bed and they chose my bed they'd be getting <coughs> a knee groin in the morning not a do you want breakfast mm. they'd be getting a knee in the groin but that's just me maybe I'm a little bit violent Okay, so listeners, how would you react if a if okay, a man but again, this is, know, a, this is again this is a bed? this is a romance novel. <laughs> yeah, I know, but at the same time, it's not. There is so much. In I, I the agree. Book, I, I agree that <laughs> that again, reading this twenty five years on, I don't love it anymore. So I'm not. I don't love it anymore. I don't think it's aged as well as I would have hoped. Um, although you do see flashes of things that. I think are acceptable 25 years on. So for instance, yeah. um, the, it, it is pretty clear that when they start down a physical road, yeah. he, he does seek consent. He doesn't, he doesn't just, um, it's, it's not a traditional bodice ripper. No. And at least she's, and at least she's not calling him Mr after they've slept together. Right. I'm having horrible flashbacks now. <laughs> yeah. I that's not my fault. I told you not to do that. I know. This I told you to do and I'm sorry, but I told you not to do that other one. It's your fault. Okay, so we're not sure that, that Linda Howard's dream man has aged very well. We're pretty sure it has not aged well. And is there anything it else that aged- you it hasn't aged as badly as um, Joanna Lindsay's book, which is only six years old. Not Joanna Lindsay. So sorry, Joanna Lindsay. It hasn't aged as well as Joan Johnston's book, which was only six years older than this one. Okay. Th- that one really was just too much for me. <sighs> yeah. It was six years older, and, and uh, it shows every one of those six years. So. Mm. Okay. So what is our next? Oh, what is our next book? Our next book is by Jojo Moyes, and it is Me Before You, which is, I have to be honest, the only one of her books that I've read that I liked. And it's the only one of this. This actually is the first part in what became a trilogy. It's not the same as the film. Um, And I enjoyed it. It is a Tissues at Dawn book. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I can see your face is like, oh, no, not another one. I seem to pick books that um, make you cry. But it is a fantastic character development novel that isn't doesn't end in a very traditional way. Okay. All right. And so we will not be recording next week because it is the American Memorial Day holiday. And I will be out of um, reasonable podcasting range. And I'm actually off and that's our long weekend as well. Yes. So you have a bank holiday as well. We do indeed. And so the irony is I actually have to work that next day. But anyway. And I'm off. Yes. So anyway, so we will not be back for two weeks. But when we do come back, it will be me before you. Is that correct? Yep, it will. And we'll still be on social media. So hit us up there if you want something. And of course, we've got a now 15 episode backlog if you want to listen to any of our old episodes 15 oh my god how can we on be we be on episode 16 already i don't know i don't know (laughs) it's pretty funny that's pretty funny okay well how did you want to sign out this morning 
um, keep on searching for your happily ever after. Even if it's not in a Linda Howard book. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I would remind you that romance isn't dead. It's alive and well on your bookshelf. 